Hello, good evening. You are once again welcome to your every Tuesday date with John Minster, the prophetic worshiper that is making you sure that your life is built on a solid rock of principles. Principles with the prophetic worshiper, John Minster. Like we have already been discussing, principles ultimately determine the outcome of your life, not your social values. And we have been discussing foundations of the new birth, being born again. And we are looking at the six principles that underlay being born again. The principles that you have to know before you move on onto perfection, like the Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, downwards. Before we move on to perfection, there are six principles that we have to know. And we have discussed the first principle that is repentance from dead works. And we are moving on to the next principle, the second principles. But before we go on, I want us to take our prayer. Then we move on to the principle for the day. Father, we bless your name. We give you all the praise. We thank you for this opportunity given to us to learn your word and to grow in it. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that as young babes, as we have desired the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you give us the grace to grow and the access into the spiritual knowledge of the concepts that we're about to learn. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. And the saints said, Amen. Principle two. The second principle we are about to discuss for the next three or four weeks is the principle of faith. Faith towards God, right? Faith towards God. Pick up your notes part and let's get the ride. Let's take the ride. Great. Pick up your notes part and let's take the ride. Mm, kind of rhymes. <laughs> okay, great. Our main scripture for today will be taken from the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. And I want you to take your Bible also and open to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. From the onset of the chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, we find out that the Bible said, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But it goes down and mentions people, the patriarchal figures who walked in faith, who walked with God in faith. And then he got to verse 6 and he says that, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, I want us to get into understanding the concept of faith, beginning with this scripture. I want us also to keep this scripture in our minds. I'll mention the uh, the specific place it is, but now let me quote it to you. The Bible said that Paul said to Timothy, Paul said to Timothy. The steady, get it, steady, get the word, steady, to show thyself approved. 
a workman that is not ashamed of the gospel, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you study the scripture very well, you'll find out that in the earliest translation of the word that is translated in this new uh, in this new testament translation to please him it was translated actually to walk with god so in genesis chapter 5 verse 24 we find out that the bible said and enoch pleased god and enoch walked with god and he was no more because god took him to please god means or presupposes that you would have walked with God for some time to please him. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. Means that whilst you're walking with God by faith, it's impossible to please God without faith. You would walk with God by faith. And the only way you can walk with God is by faith. Our, the, the topic of our, our faith series here is faith towards God, right? We'll look at the kind of faith and then we'll go, we'll go and we'll go on. In the common English expression, to please God, it means that to give pleasure to God. To give pleasure to God. And in the book of Revelation, the Bible says that uh, we're created for his pleasure. Right? So we're created to please him. And in order to please him, we would have, it, it presupposes that we would have walked with God. It is necessary. It, 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 you would need necessarily to have walked with him to be able to please him. Be, to be able to please him. Because the Bible says Enoch walked with God and pleased him because he became the will of God on earth giving God pleasure right giving God pleasure he became the will of God on earth well you get to understand it very soon so one minute, what is faith right what is faith faith in Greek is pistis Faith in Greek is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, pistis, which comes from the Greek word. Uh, uh, this Greek word emanates from another Greek word, just like able means having ability, right? So able comes from ability, or which is which? Ability comes from able. But one comes from the other at the end of the day. So being able to do something means you have the ability to some to do something. You have the enablement. And when you want to spiritualize it, you, you have the grace to do something. Right. Great. So pistis come from the uh, come from another Greek word that is pieto. 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 That's spelled P-I-E-T. H O, right. And pistis means conviction of the truth. Pistis means to have conviction of the truth. Piatho means to be persuaded. 
So you are convicted. You have this conviction because you were persuaded by the truth. Right. Great. Since persistence comes from peer the way, we can say that faith is a conviction built in the persuasion that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things. That is a definition that I would, uh, I would, I would like to explain uh, later on. That's the condensed, comprehensive dis- um, definition I like to give you. But before, let's look at the general view of faith. Faith means to believe in, uh, to to believe and have assurance of something. To believe means to trust. To believe in something means to have trust in the thing. The word faith means to believe and trust, right? Two words, to believe and to trust. So you can believe that the, the chair that you're sitting on right now or the bed that you're lying on right now will not break because you have faith in the bed or you have faith in the chair. I'm sitting on a chair and I believe that the chair is not going to break any soon. For me to land on the ground. Great. So you we have faith in things. Right. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The amplified version. I love the amplified version so much. It says that now faith is the assurance. The confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith is perceiving as real what is not revealed to the sense oh this is deep faith is perceiving as real what is not revealed to the senses yet so something you cannot touch, something you cannot, you you have not seen, something you have not heard before, something you have not smelled, something you have not tasted before, but you have faith in it. Ooh, you believe in it. That biblical perspective or biblical definition of faith. And I I, I mostly use example. Um, Examples like the court of law as, a, as an example, but we'll come to that later. Where your faith needs evidence, right? Your faith needs evidence. And one of the evidence you have, let me not go ahead of myself, one of the evidence you have is the word of God. Believing in the word of God. Great. So, faith differs from hope. We need to get that faith is not hope. Hope is not faith. Hope is having a desire or expectancy concerning something in the future. Having a desire or expectancy uh, of something concerning the future. right? Faith is actually believing in something you have not seen. You cannot see. You have not, you have not conceived. It. Like you cannot see it with your eyes. But you have assurance that you, you already possess it. For instance, I am wealthy. I am 
I am prosperous. I can't see it. I have not seen it. But I believe it. There is a strong conviction in my heart. Right? There's a strong conviction in my heart. You need a conviction. The conviction, faith is of the heart, hope is of the mind. Write it down, write it down. Faith is of the heart, hope is of the mind. So faith resides in your heart, hope resides in your mind. And with this, let me let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something for free. Let me tell you something for free. When you're studying the word of God or you're listening to the word of God being preached, don't listen to it with your mind. Because your mind is a wayside. Your mind is not a fruitful ground for the word of God to, to grow. Your mind is a wayside. Your mind is not a fertile ground. The only fertile ground for the word of God is your heart. David said in Psalm 119, he said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. If the word of God enters your heart, it will work. It will manifest what it says it will. If the word of God enters your heart, it will manifest what it says it will. Ye are the righteousness of God in, in Christ Jesus. You should never ever condemn yourself. No matter what level you are in your in your in your walk with Jesus or in your walk as a kingdom citizen. You should never condemn yourself because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. No, uh, Romans chapter 3. Before we come to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 3, verse 20. is said, by now, but now a righteousness is revealed unto us that is not of works but by it comes by placing your faith in Christ Jesus in Jesus Christ when you place your faith in Jesus Christ that righteousness of God is imputed on you the new garment of righteousness comes upon you right it's not something you work for it's something God gave to you as a gift the gift of righteousness. So you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then moving forward, the Bible says in the Romans, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Uh, 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 an elaborate version, maybe the amplified version will say that they that walk according to the details of the flesh, not, ac- uh, uh, not according to the details of the flesh, but according to the details of the spirit. And before you can grow to that level of receiving dictates from the Spirit of God, you need to have faith in the righteousness that you have received. You need to have faith in the salvation that you have received. And one of the differentiating factors between hope and faith is the salvation, is salvation that you have received. The book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8 says that, But let us who are of the day be sober, 
putting on the breastplate of faith. Oh, I love this. Putting on the breastplate of faith. And for an helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation. With this, I want to expand a little bit. Salvation is in three parts. We are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. We are saved. Christ came to die to save our souls, our spirit. So our spirit, which was damned because of um, because of Adam, our great grandfather, because of Adam, the sensitivity of your spirit, your your you, the spirit of God now lives in you. Right, the spirit of God now lives in you. Your dead spirit is now back to life. Now that's you are saved. You are being saved. Romans chapter 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The salvation of your soul is dependent on knowledge. That is why you have this lifespan on life uh, 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 on earth to study the word of God to understand your future, your your past, your present, your future, and your purpose here on earth, and what your assignment here on earth is. What mandate do you have to accomplish the assignment you have here on earth? And where are you going from here? And which people would you have to take with you to heaven? We are all evangelists here on earth. We are all precious here on earth. Go into the world. Matthew chapter 18 verse 28. Right. Go into the world. Teaching them to do all that I have taught you. Teach them. Teach them to do according to all that I have taught you. We are supposed to take the message and go to the world and preach. And to teach them. Teaching produces disciples. Preaching produces uh, um, uh, followers. But teaching produces disciples. That's our work. The Bible says, when he, Ephesians, when he ascended into heaven, he gave gifts unto me. He gave some prophets, uh, preach. Uh, he gave some uh, prophets, pastors, teachers, apostles, and evangelists. The fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saint, for the perfecting of us, the saint, for the work of ministry. So the work of ministry is not for the fivefold people. The fivefold people are supposed to train the child of God to go and preach the gospel. To go and teach the gospel. So I go to church, my spiritual father, my father, Bishop Daniel Nanafori Eboa, taught me the basics of the Christian faith, of being born again. Righteousness. Holiness. Taught me about repentance from dead works. It taught me about faith towards God. It taught me about um, uh, the six pillars of the six principles of being born again. And I'm here now teaching you. He is a prophet. He has he has been given the mandate to teach. He was given to me as a gift to teach me, right? And now. I'm here teaching you and you are supposed to also teach somebody else wonderful so faith towards God let's come back to faith towards God faith towards God we're in the scripture we said but let us who are 
of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith for an helmet and the hope of salvation. Great. So faith is of the heart and then hope is of the mind. Moving forward, hope is a mental attitude of expectancy. So um, the scripture in the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, is associate hope with your head region, your the helmet of salvation, right? Hope of salvation. And he refers to it as helmet. And he uh, refers to it for, uh, uh, as around your head region. So that that is that that is why I said that hope is of the mind and faith is of the heart. Romans chapter ten verse ten says that for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart, so you receive faith in your heart, not in your mind. Faith is built up in your heart. The true scriptural faith is believing with your heart. And I bet you it always produces results. It always produces results. Always. There's no one day that faith will ever fail. Faith always produces results. Okay. Okay. Great. Faith is not the same as having, um, faith is a condition of your heart, right? Faith is the condition of your heart. And the condition of your heart is determined by the amount of the word of God inside your heart. The Bible said that faith cometh by hearing. So we have seen how faith cometh faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right, we'll go deep into that faith cometh, but in three minutes, I'll leave you in the next three minutes. In the next three minutes, I'll be leaving you. But I want you to understand that faith is of the heart. I'll just show you the three types of faith that we have, and then I'll I'll just end it here. The three types of faith. So write down three types of faith. Three types of faith. Before we go there, the natural faith, that's what we're talking about from the beginning, that anybody can believe in something. And I believe in the chair is strong enough. I believe in the ability of the chair to sustain me as I sit on it, right? So faith is uh, faith towards God. That's not what we are to, that's not what we are talking about. We are not talking about the faith you have in things, the faith you have in your laptop, the faith you have in your bulb that, oh, it will not burn today. The faith you have in your electricity power that it will not go off today because the, uh, you have 50 cities on it, it will not go off today. The faith you have in your bed that your bed is strong enough to, in the ability of your bed, your, your bed is strong enough to not let you fall. That's not the faith we are talking about. That's natural faith. You can write it down. That's natural faith, right? But we are talking about three kinds of faith, three types of faith. Write it down. And that's what we are going to expound on. 
for the rest of these three weeks we are going to expound on the faith towards God faith towards God number one sanctifying faith Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 the sanctifying faith the sanctifying faith I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I love this sanctifying faith it enables the believer to live a holy life after conversion the sanctifying faith that's what he does it enables you to live a holy life after conversion faith towards God now we are looking at the broad picture right we'll go into the specifics we're looking at the broad picture faith towards God includes sanctification uh, sanctifying faith faith towards God includes sanctifying faith which is believing you can live holy you can live a holy life is believing you can live a holy life no matter how many times you fall you believe that you can live a holy life it's possible And you will not live a holy life by your own strength. It will come by the strength through the power of God. By the strength that is giving you through the power of God, which dwell in you. Which dwell in you. Number two, defensive faith. Defensive faith. Defensive faith. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16. Faith is one of the ways you can defend yourself from the devil, from Satan, from the enemy. Faith is one of the ways. Faith quenches all the fiery darts. Putting your faith, placing your faith in God, quenches automatically the fiery dart of the enemy. What's a fiery dart? In the olden days, the, uh, the if you study the Roman uh, history very well, the Romans, when they are going for war, they have shields, right? Shields. They have shields, different kinds of shields, right? And when the enemy begins to throw fiery darts, fiery darts are arrows that have fire at the tip, at the um, at the tip of it, right? So when that arrow hits you, you you are set on fire, and you will burn. And they have the shields with the back wet. So they will have to put a, a foam or something, a, a wet cloth at the back of the shield. That is what Paul referred to as the shield of faith. 
to quench all the fiery darts. In other words, when they go, when they are on the battlefield and they have those shields, when the enemy throws the fire, the fiery darts at them, that shield receives the fiery dart and the fire is quenched. And faith is that fiery dart. And faith is that shield. That shield that will quench all the fiery dart. So when you when the devil throws fiery dart at you and you use your faith, it quenches the fiery dart. Oh, you need to clap for God right about now. That's what Paul used to describe faith. It quenches the fiery dart. Satan will try to attack your faith by sending darts of unbelief. One of the things is unbelief into your mind. Having faith towards God provides a spiritual defense to these attacks. So you need to have faith towards God. You need to have faith towards God because it quenches the fire. And the last one, saving faith. Saving faith. Saving faith. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. It is your faith that puts you at peace with God. Faith towards God, combined with true repentance, is saving faith. When you combine the repentance that we learned, if you have not listened to, um, if you have not listened to the repentance series, you can go back, uh, go to my page, Prophetic Worshipper or Principles principles with a prophetic worshiper principles on anchor podcast on google podcast on itunes you can go and listen to principles with a prophetic worshiper and we have the series there the introduction and then we have repentance from dead works repentance from dead works you can listen to it so faith combined with repentance produces saving faith salvation is knowing and believing and personally accepting the gospel message for yourself. <laughs> Knowing, believing, and personalizing it. The gospel message. The, the, the gospel, the good news. Ooh, I love this. The good news. One of these days I'm going to be preaching on good news. <laughs> Saving faith requires a personal response towards God. Nobody's going to respond this one for you. You need a personal response towards God. As I sign out, I want to encourage you that no person can respond on behalf of another. Each person is saved by his own response to the gospel. You need to intentionally respond to the gospel from today and start building a strong foundation in God. Start building a strong foundation in God. Hey. If you think that God is expecting you to be perfect, to come to him, no, please. He wants you just as started as you are. Just come to him. He is the specialty. He has a specialty. He has a specialty in decorating, redefining your purpose, redefining you, and you'll be amazed. I can testify about how wretched I was, how tattered I was in my mind. I knew nothing and God took me and taught me everything I know today, including giving me the opportunity to even attend the university. 
one of these days I'm going to share my testimony with you but it's going to be on YouTube and next month we are starting our broadcast my team and I we are starting the broadcast of principles on YouTube the prophetic worshipers page so great <clears throat> let's end this by saying that we have three types of faith sanctifying faith the defensive faith and then the saving faith right next week we are going to deal with the misplaced faith and then we're going to deal with the importance of faith the all these are uh, forming the concept i hope you are taking note the levels of faith and then how you can increase your faith and then we go into the depth revelation of how faith can cause you to change your life when i received that kind of faith it caused me to change my whole life change my perspective of life and change the trajectory of my life faith towards god can make you do that great have a wonderful evening and share this message with somebody we are on the second principle of being born again being born again as a child of god you need to grow and your life needs to be built on a solid ground solid foundation and principles is your number one program that is helping you grow and making sure that your life is built on a solid rock have a wonderful evening my name is John Mensa the prophetic worshiper and I'm signing out let's pray father we thank you for your word that has come unto our spirit we pray in the mighty name of Jesus let that let this illumination that has entered our spirit begin to bolt and begin to bloat out every every unbelief in our mind every fear in the name of Jesus let your faith begin to enter our spirit in the mighty name of Jesus we pray with thanksgiving amen god bless you my listener god increase you and god elevate you we shall meet next week on principles with john mensa aka the prophetic worshiper signing out